Hey, everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. And I'm Joy Ann Reed. <laughs> hey, lady. So we are like half made up here. Girl. It, it's my wig, has, my wig has shifted from looking like Regine on Living Single to one of the Three Stooges, Larry. <laughs> the one... <laughs> Hey, at least you can get your wigs on. My wigs are sitting upstairs on the wig is looking at you like, you need us now, right? Why don't you just put one of us on? Because this is what are you doing with your head right now? What's happening with your ends? Why don't you just put one of us on? Just come on. You know you need us. Just put us on. And I'm looking at them like, no, I'm going to make these braids work until they literally fall out of my head in the shower, <laughs> which they are. <laughs> are they coming up? Are they coming Ooh. loose? Are they they're, unraveling? They're coming. So I, I, I think I drop, because I, you know, I wash it every couple of days. I just do a nice, good head wash. And with every wash, it feels so good to scratch my scalp. And when I'm all done, I'm like, woo! And I look on the floor and there's like, braid, braid, <laughs> braid. Oh my God. <laughs> they're coming out. And so between them coming out, and then where they're coming out, they're not coming out in an even way. So I have some that are coming out from the ends because my ends are shorter right. and the back is longer. So sooner or later, I'm gonna look like I have a mullet because I'm gonna have hair in the back, but <laughs> braids in the back and nothing on the top. I'm gonna look like a mullet. Now, are you going to get to a point where you let someone do your hair? Well, I can't have anybody come over here. So the thing is, um, and I'll tell you my wine down in a little bit, but because uh, this was an adventure this week, but uh, I can't have anybody come over because we just don't want to have the person take the risk. You know, a lot of my my stylists, the ones here, have kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want them t- coming and taking a risk, coming over here, traveling, going through all that, going into a hair shop to buy hair, which of course aren't even open. So it's not worth the risk. So no, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep on updoing, wrapping this down. See, I bought an additional little wrap, the one yeah. with the little Velcro. And I'm just going to keep wrapping this sucker down and pasting it down with all the good uh, edge (laughs) cream that I can gather. And we're just going to go on TV as best we can. (laughs) Make it work, girl. I I got pajamas on. Ma'am, me too. I got my sweats and I got my t-shirt. I mean, it's it's, it's on now. We're not playing around. I didn't have to do, um, I'm going to pull up our rundown. I didn't have to do TV today. So... What happened to your show? Yeah, why, why, why aren't you, why aren't you made up? What, what happened to the show? Thursday is the day that I don't do anything for TV. I do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Gotcha. And co-host does does not do anything on Tuesday, so we at least have one day to ourselves where we're working, but we don't have to get made up. Gotcha. Well, that's good. Nice, which is nice. It's mm-hmm. it feels so good to wake up on Thursday and know that I don't have to you know, manage any interviews. But guess who I'm interviewing tomorrow? Who? Um, Omar Dorsey, Hollywood from Queen Sugar. You know, he loves our podcast. Love you. Yes, I love him. He was so fun when we had him on. That was one of my favorite podcasts because you know, Hollywood is like man goals. (laughs) Like, he's a perfect man. He is. I love him so much. And you know, he's from my hometown. I know. You never let us forget it now, child. Girl from Decatur West Greater. <laughs> Decatur West Greater. Yeah, he's from there. So I love him so much. So excited to have him on the show. I'm trying to find our rundown. Okay, so here it is. Got our little rundown. Our producer, Nina, working very hard from home. Yes. And your dog's in the background just laying back like he is. Yeah. It's like one over there with the stuffed animal, two stuffed animals, and then one over in the corner over there. Girl, they are here. Everything I do, my dogs are like, I'm interviewing, you know, all kinds of people. My dogs are usually sitting right there. That keeps them quiet. 
If they're on the floor, they're wanting to climb into my lap. And if they're around the house, they're going nuts, barking and acting crazy. So, and Zoe, my dog right there, she was having a little pink eye or some kind of eye infection. And I was trying to do it naturally and not take her to the vet. So I was doing like chamomile tea bags. Chamomile will clear up eye infections in in a, in best case scenario. So I was doing it, you know, heating up the tea bag, letting it cool off and then just kind of pressing it on her eye and then doing a warm soaking water on the eye. It wasn't working well and she was really lethargic the past couple of days. So I, I did um, find, cause she's had issues with her eyes. I found some eye drops, put them in there. She was like a bright, bright eyed and bushy tail this morning. I'm very happy to report that we do not have to go to the vet. Cause I was like, well, we've already to- had to do a vet thing. And you know, I'm not like a hugely <laughs> fat person. So early on in the pandemic, uh, uh, Turbo got an ear infection. So uh-huh. we had to take we had to take the little monster in for uh for a a veterinary appointment. So he he did in fact have an ear infection because he was he was not listening. So it you know it started off by us by him not listening. So now normally if like sometimes if the kids take him out to to run him around, you still have to go outside with him because hawks can get him. You know, uh-huh. even now we're in the the DMV area where he has lots of space and he this is his house. He loves to run around, but you can't just leave him out there. You got to have somebody get him because he'll also just keep running into the next yard. There's no fences. Yeah. So he wasn't listening to, you know, the kids would take him out and they were getting frustrated. So Jason took him out and he always listens to Jason. That's his dad. He listens to Jason. He may not listen to anybody else, but he listens to him. When he says, come, Turbo will come. He wasn't coming back for him. Jason was so mad at him. He's like, why is this dog ornery not listening? And then we were like, can he hear? We weren't sure he could hear. So we did the thing that we know will make him bark and howl, which is ring the doorbell. And you ring the doorbell, normally Turbo's like, Arr! we rang the doorbell and the Turbo's like, Oh no. So like, he can't hear. Oh, so long story short, it turned out he had an ear infection. He was, so now he had to go to the doctor. We we're all masked up. You have to be six feet apart. Everybody's got the clutching the dogs. It was a whole drama with Turbo. Turbo's taking me through it, man. It's like having a baby. Yes, it is. And I'm glad that somebody in that house loves that dog and I took him. No, but wait that. I took me and myself and the daughter, we took him. We took him. I, I was a good dog mom. I took him to do the thing, both of the boys to play with when he got back. And so while we were there, we I have to make you laugh. So we, because you know, Isis is my nemesis, right? I mean, Turbo is annoying, but Isis is literally my nemesis because he like Isis the cat. Isis the cat was not allowed to ever set foot in this house. He lived in New York. He stayed in the New York apartment. He was not allowed to come here ever, ever, ever. But finally, when the youngest son, when Miles finally decided he gave in and decided to come down, he had to bring the cat. We couldn't leave the cat alone, right? Right. So now he finally got into the house. And now Isis has come in here and thought, yeah, this is my house. He chases Turbo out of his bed and tries to take it. We have to physically separate them when they sleep. Isis will be like, that's my bed. Get out. <laughs> he tries to go in every room. He thinks he's entitled to be in every room. He loves the shaggy. We have those like, little rugs that are like a shaggy rug. He lays out on the rug like, this is where I live. I don't know Aww. where you live. I live up in here. <laughs> so while we were in the store... To pick up Turbo, we bought him a toy because he's really fat. He's extremely fat and very lazy. And so the, we, we usually put his food up high so he has to climb to get it. That's his only exercise. Because all he does is eat. All he does is eat and lay around. Bastard. Fat bastard. And so we put his, in the in the New York apartment, he has a climbing thing and the food is at the top. So he has to climb just to get some right. exercise. And so we did the same 
Um, the same thing here. So we bought him a toy, an additional thing to, for him to swat at and play with. But I tell you, he's going to town on that thing like a kitten. He he is in a new, he's living his life, his best life. Oh, see? He has a toy where he bats at the thing and he, he'll just be over in the corner like, <laughs> like this cat is crazy. Look at you loving on your animals, buying them toys and stuff. I see you, Joanne. It's a distracted little bastard behind so they don't bother me. <laughs> love it so what's your wind down oh my god okay cousin jackie i was i feel so triumphant right now i had to share this wind down with uh with our, with our friends our read this read that friends because when i tell you i'm i'm, I'm anti-technology uh mm -hmm. as i have mentioned before i would love to just go back to typewriters and the rotary phone where you go <laughs> i know that shit works okay i don't like iphones i hate all my cell phones i used to love my blackberry but they took that away from me so there's nothing i hate technology I hate it. This iPad, I can barely stand to use because it doesn't work half the time. I, the anti-technology generation Xer that I am, got my 86-year-old godmother. I sent her, I got a new iPad. So I sent her my previous iPad. It was in this like cute little Tiffany's case, very pretty. Sent it over to her. To, so because she is, she and her husband are, you know, they're stuck alone because no one can visit them because it's not safe. And she loves having people over. Her whole thing is parties and she cooks for everyone. She cooks up for an army. And the whole social thing is so important to her that she is miserable being home without having the crew. Because her husband, she's Jamaican and he's Greek. And their conversations sound like this. Man, you why you make a mess in that part of the tea? You make a mess in and then he in a silence because he goes in the basement <laughs> and then she don't see him for like a whole day that's their relationship they've been together 50 something almost 60 years all they do is fight in two unintelligible languages that i don't know how they understand each other i really cannot believe them they don't what are they saying i don't know no one understands them he has a thick ass accent from greece this man been in this country for 60 years no one can understand him. She has a thick Jamaican accent. How do they communicate? <laughs> they have figured it out. They have somehow, they figured out how to communicate. So that's their dynamic. So she is going crazy stuck up in the house with this man. Cause he's mad, you know, he makes mess when she gets mad. So I, we, I sent her the iPad so she can communicate with the outside world and see the person. Yeah. Um, Cause she gets so delighted whenever I would call. She, I see you, and I see you on the TV. I watch you. I watch you. I'm always watching you on the TV. Cause she wants to see people. Yeah, ma'am. This the kid right here. Me, the untechnology person, called my godmother when, when she received the iPad, and I talked this lady through not just getting on logging on to FaceTime and learning to use it, but got this lady on her Wi-Fi, which was that took an hour. To explain oh to her God. how to find the little thing to get herself on her Wi-Fi. But honey, when I tell you, uh, it took an hour and a half total. But you I might get the Nobel Peace Prize. I might have to I, nominate you for a Nobel Peace Prize. We might need it. We uh, when, when it was over, we said we both want PhDs. We want some kind of PhD attached to both our names after what this 86 year old Oh my God. But this lady is now fully on. She said, I'm going to call Jamaica. I'm going to call my sister in London. She's about to call her whole family all over the world. She's so happy. Oh, my God. That's so nice. Yeah, no, it was great. I, I felt so proud. Yes, I was walking around bragging about it. and my, They heard about it 40, 100 times, 50,000 times. She is so happy because she can call her son now, who's in the Bronx with her, but he can't go see her because of course yeah. it's not safe. 
She has her niece in Georgia. She has her family in Jamaica. She has other relatives in London. She doesn't, her sister passed away, but she has, you know, other relatives in, in England. She's going to call everybody that got any kind of iPhone technology with this iPhone. Oh my God, that's so good. That's so good of you. I mean, I wanted to teach my mom how to log on to Instagram. And I was just like, nah, I'm just not up for it. You got to have hella patience for that, man. Yes, it's hard because it's still- Because then you can't see what they're doing. Correct. And you're oh. saying, read me everything that's on the screen. Oh. What? Wait, wait, why me read you? No, read on. <laughs> what do you see? We see a T, you see a button. Which bucket you talking about before I push? Where you want me to push? You want me to push this bucket? Okay, auntie, auntie, focus. <laughs> What's on the upper left-hand corner? On the upper left-hand corner. We say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. What not? Okay, 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 okay. So we're going we to start over. We're going to do this. And then I have to take out a couple of drinks. I'm like, I'm gonna take a sip. And, I'm gonna sip a minute. You know, let's start over. Oh my God. <laughs> For an hour and a half. But when I tell you, finally, after an hour and a half, <laughs> we got her on there. Oh my and God. It, it was a triumph. It was a triumph. I, I, wow. Wow. That that is quite the accomplishment. Yeah. It really is. It is. And the great thing about it is because you know isolation is so difficult. I was talking to one of our team members about her mom who lives alone and is not well. And it, the, the isolation is as hard for older people as the, the virus. You know what I mean? The isolation yeah. is difficult, like things like not being able to go to church. So the daughter, who is high tech and a millennial, she put only three things on this iPad to keep it real simple for her. To go, well, there's four things on the note, the notes, which you, you know, you have to get your little notes, which has instructions that didn't help her. Um, it's got the, a Bible, a digital Bible, so she can read her Bible. Oh. She's got games, so she can play crossword puzzles and solitaire, her favorite games. And it's got the FaceTime. That's it. That's all we, everything else has been deleted. Oh, so it's simplified. She, yeah. She's got limited buttons to choose from. Yes. That's good. D limited icons. That's good. You got to delete everything else. Cause what'll happen is they'll just start touching things yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, the, I'm telling you, the Genius Bar at, um, what is it, at iTunes, at Apple, and whatever the equivalent is at, at uh, Best Buy, should figure out how to make home visits and through the windows kind of walk people through stuff. I mean, because, God forbid, I have a tech issue. Sometimes I can deal with it over the phone, but I'm definitely, I mean, I can't take it to the store. I don't know what's going to happen. It's hard. And right. And if, if you're like me and I'm not good at technology and not I'm not either. Yeah, and I don't understand ITE. They speak a different language from us. So if you were to call IT, we don't speak the same language as them. So I don't know what they're talking about most of the time. And they're telling you what to do, and they're being really complicated. And for them, it's simple. But for us, it's very hard. So, because we you know, use a whole different language and everything, and they expect for you. Like, my sister is a tech person, and, you know, a lot of them are really, really smart people. And they're very, you know, they, they live in this world. And my sister, I have to remind her because everything she says sometimes when she's walking me through something, yeah. the word stupid is implied on the end. It's kind of like, it's the button over there. Yes. Yes. You know, it's like you put in your, you don't remember your password. <laughs> you know, it's just like. <laughs> your password is three apple sign N4, 14, 6, 8, 19, 19, 13, 13, 13. Lowercase yeah. T, uppercase T, you know, lowercase I, three dots, you know, semicolon. You don't, you don't remember that? Stupid. <laughs> it's so true. That's why I hate calling IT department because that's so implied that they're like, you idiot. You know, it's like, no, I'm not an idiot. You speak a foreign language. Yes. <laughs>
You went to Hogwarts. I didn't. You're a wizard. <laughs> I don't understand this. It's so annoying. Uh, you know, and the thing that I would love to see somebody do is, like you said, create like a very simple one, two, three of tech. But also, I think for older people, they need somebody needs to come up with a very simple way for churches to get themselves on I on FaceTime Live. Because if churches were on FaceTime Live, you'd eliminate a lot of COVID-19 because these old people, was, if you open that church, they're going. Yeah. They're going to go. So you have to make, find a way for them to get that church <laughs> service on that iPad. Somebody needs to hook that up. Can you imagine, though, being the IT person <laughs> that has to teach the seniors at an entire church? <laughs> now, saints, let me start. <laughs> saints, <laughs> Let's start by putting the button in the middle of the screen. It would have a bottle of vodka right next to it. I'm going to drink all of the communion wine while I explain to you how you're going to get on the FaceTime. Now, if you open up your iPad. In the name of Jesus, just open up. If when you when you when you press the on button when you have it on say amen when you have it on when your when your tablet is on just say amen now wave wave your iPad in the air like you just don't care oh wait a minute, don't wave it that hard now mother because if you throw it on the ground it will crack hallelujah <laughs> and can you imagine how much of this it would be <laughs> wait what. <laughs> <laughs> and wait till you figure out the part about how they give because you know there comes the point and now the doors of the church are open we want everybody to give a little bit give to the give you know open the storehouse so what is it pressed and press down and, and shaking together and then you have to give and you have to what do i touch here to try to give i, I, I need to give to my what about the what about the love offering where do i put the love offering <laughs> and then everybody's grandchild has set them up on a different type of cash app. Building <laughs> fun, yo. Building fun, yo. I got the PayPal. Wait. <laughs> it don't say PayPal. It don't no way. It don't say PayPal. <laughs> I know. I got the power. I got. <laughs> like my mother, who mispronounces stuff, and it's like, wait, what? I've got the power. The power player. What? Wait, what? What is this YouTube? What is this YouTuber? What? How you work that? How that supposed to work? I don't understand none of this. How, how I understand any of this shit? Mama, you're not supposed to cuss this church. I don't give a damn. Come and get this shit. Come and get this. What this motherfucker? What? And then somebody who thinks they're muted. They're not. I can't stand that, Claire. She don't know. Listen at her singing too. She's singing all wrong. Those are the wrong words. And don't nobody want to tell her. I wish I could tell her. What? <laughs> Yeah, she don't know. We know how many times that. Willie is. made mute. <laughs> made mute. <laughs> she been married that four hundred times. Oh, ho. Willie made mute. Mute. <laughs> grandma, grandma, mute, mute, grandma. 
Oh man. <laughs> no, it's no, gonna be this. Oh hell. <laughs> They never like, like this damn church, no way. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it would go. Probably a bad idea. Let's just ixnay on the whole Earth Chay thing. Oh Let's just God. let them stay home. <laughs> <laughs>
episode of Morning Coffee for The Good Fight. Yes. Um, they loved it so much that they want me to do the entire season. So I wasn't supposed to just do two episodes. What? Um, uh, and do my morning after because the episodes are up on Thursdays and then Friday morning I was going to do two you know uh, Instagram lives with someone a cast member from the show and now it went so well the first one that we did with Michael Boltman who <clears throat> you know was on our, our yeah. show um that they want me to do the entire season girl yes so, yeah, I'm so happy. So every Friday at 11 a.m eastern 8 a.m um pacific time I will be doing an Instagram live with a cast member of the group. I love this. You better I, go ahead, girl. Yeah. I'm so happy. It's it's like, uh, I love it so much. It's so much fun because like, you know, I'm obsessed. I know. <laughs> oh, and they said that <clears throat> they're going to give you a link to watch the show. So you better watch it. No, thank you. I will absolutely do that. Yes. I, yes. That, I will do that. That's fabulous. Yes. That, yes. I can jump on on an IG live and watch you got you work girl go ahead yeah, I love yes. it. so this week I'm gonna interview um Niambi Niambi um yeah who plays Jay on the show and then I don't know who I'm gonna have moving forward but uh it's been such a good season so that's far. great that's fantastic and Jackie that's well deserved and that is what she, what it shows you the power of actually really truly being a fan of a show because you've been such a big supporter of that show and yeah. you've gotten so many people to watch it. And I I you I, I am sure you are largely responsible for a good <laughs> chunk of the new viewers just off of this podcast. Because it's true, because people wouldn't necessarily, we don't necessarily know. It's not like back in the day when we always knew what was on TV. So there's so many channels, there's so many places to find stuff that you really do need like a trusted person to say, hey, no, watch this. That's how you find yeah. out what's on. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm glad that they chose me. But like you said, I've been an advocate for it since day one because I'm yeah. a fan of the show that it's a spinoff of. The Good Wife, huge fan of that show. And so once this started, I was like, and then it was a predominantly African-American cast. Yes. I need to watch The Good Wife because I've heard The Good Wife was really good. <laughs> I've never seen it. Let me tell you if, you, if you really want some great TV in addition to The Good Fight, yeah. The Good Wife, watch that shit from the beginning. It is so good. Oh, it's so good. Can I tell you what I'm watching though right now though, Jackie? And I'm obsessed. Uh, the daughter and I are watching Shit's Creek. Have you ever seen this show? Yes, it is hilarious. Hilarious. It's hilarious. so hilarious. And, like, and it's like three family members in the same show the dad, the son, and the girl who plays the like sort of dippy, um, what do you call it? Counter, lunch counter worker. They're all siblings. Yes, they're all, they're two of them are, right? are the kids of the guy who plays the dad. It's really good. Yeah. And, you know, Gene Levy, of course, the uh, who plays the father with his son. Um, that really created all of this. But Gene Levy, you remember, if anybody loved SCTV as much as I did back in the yes. day, he was from that. People know him now more for like, well, he's been on a lot of great stuff, but American Pie. Um, he was on, I can't remember the the um, person that created like Best in Show. Remember that series of movies, Waiting for Guffman? Yeah. All, that whole series of movies. I think it was about four or five movies that were just hilarious. He was in a lot of those movies too. So it's his son that created it. Gotcha. And isn't the guy who was, because he has also been a weird, he's such a weird looking character. The guy so, who plays the mayor, wasn't he from SCTV? Too? Was he from SCTV? No, he wasn't on SCTV. He was in, I don't know if he was ever a part of a situation comedy. Like he, I don't know if he did a stint on SNL, but he, um, he was in, remember, remember the movie, What About Mary? Yes. He was in that, like he's, he's, he's definitely really well known as an yeah. actor 
Um, but you know, with playing a character actor, yeah. usually in very comedic roles, but he's very successful in doing that. But I can't remember his name, unfortunately. Um, uh, but no, he was not a part of SCTV. That was Martin Short. Right. Um, um, what's his name? Mike Myers. Um, no, was Mike Myers part of SCTV? No. I don't even remember. No, no, he wasn't. Martin Short was, not Mike Myers. I'm sorry, take that back. But uh Gene Levy. Um, Andrea Martin, um, and the woman who plays the wife on Schitt's Creek, she was on SCTV as well. Oh, she's <clears throat> John Candy. Yeah. John Candy was a part of, like, SCTV was Canadian, obviously, and it was just brilliant sketch comedy. Brilliant sketch comedy. I used to love watching it. Late, so late funny. Love it. Well, I'm proud of you, Miss Jackie Reed. Thank you, ma'am, and everybody support, you know, yeah. go to my IG and you know, we're announcing, um, you know, when it, when it's coming up so you can check it out and, uh, be and a it's part on of your it. Instagram live, right? It's on my Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I had to figure out how to work Instagram live. Everybody's <laughs> doing all these Instagram lives. Have you gotten it? We need to do an Instagram live together. We need to do one because it's the thing now. So it's funny how everything has migrated from being Twitter based to then Facebook was hot for a while. And then for a while, it was, what was that other one? The little one with a little light bulb that everybody was on for a while. And then Instagram. Now Instagram is everything. It's all it's Ivory everything. Live. It's everything. All that and TikTok. And TikTok. Yeah. It just keeps Instagram moving. Instagram Live and TikTok. We should TikTok. do an Instagram Live, though, on our actual girl. Because I was looking through our social media. Oh, we got to be better about social media. <laughs> <laughs> Who has the time? <laughs> it is sad. Well, we do now. No, we actually do. That's true. We actually <laughs> do now. We actually do have a little bit more time than we did. And I am happy that I I finally got rid of my... Um, facial hair that was I mean I did it the other day and I was like this is you know what I use because usually I'll do a little bleach cream yeah because I don't like to you know I don't like waxing and all that kind of stuff because I get my hair is so coarse mm -hmm. that's something like the first time I did it years ago it you know little I got all these bumps so I never did it again so I would just like bleach but I got this little thing at, at um through some beauty person that came on our job and on my TV show, and it's this little thing that just kind of has this device. It's like a, it buzzes. Oh, it's got, yeah. It probably sounds like I'm using a vibrator if you're in the other room, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> but it, you you move it across. Baby, your what you doing in there? I know, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it will take it off. And I was like, this is good because I have like the serious shadow going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, we can't have that because you got to do your fabulous TV thing every day. So yes, that. girl. I was yeah. like, let me put some extra foundation up here, hide my little mustache. But it's oh, man. No, one of the worst things about the um, the lack of, of professional TV is not having the professionals who can cover all that stuff up. My, doing makeup has been a whole adventure. Girl. It's a whole new thing, and it's not my thing. <laughs> I'm trying to. Well, you see my lashes. I'm trying to make them. They're falling out the out thing. I'm trying to make them last. I try to, to put lashes one on pair a week, huh? You know how to put them on yourself? I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, it's not hard. It's not hard. I keep saying I'm going to do a tutorial, but it's you could do it. You could do it. You should do a tutorial because whenever I try to put them on, the middle part sticks up like this. So then my lashes look like this. Like this. Well, see, like when you, first, you have to let the, the glue get tacky. So you got to let it dry a little bit and blow on it. Yeah. You can't do it when it's super wet. And then once it is, you you know you gotta of course look in a mirror and do it. You can't just do it blind. So right. you gotta line it up and put it on there. Once you get it, you know the the key is to do the two ends. You know to hold it like this and then right. put it on like that. And then once you get it on, pinch it, pinch your uh low your actual lashes, 
and the thing pinch it across and even if it's up here a little bit when you pinch it it'll slide down oh. but you got to be careful because if you get glue on there it'll take the whole thing off but you got to be careful and once you pinch it yeah. it lines up oh i'm gonna try to do I, maybe i'll try it but i gotta try go find some it's trial and error yeah i ordered mine on amazon and it took yeah. them forever to get here yeah, you got to order them. You got to order them. All right. Well, Miss Lady, we got, I, I'm sorry to rush you, but I have, I've been dying to get your thoughts on, and I held back. I didn't say anything about it on Twitter because I'm trying to be classy, but ma but ma'am, um, Rayon and Cuban Zircon Cubic Zirconia done lost their gig, AKA Diamond and Silk. I know, but I can't, I, I, it, it's shocking to me that they actually, in Fox News's eyes, crossed the line. Like, I'm, I'm shocked that Fox News, with all the misinformation that they've been putting out about COVID-19 and coronavirus, that they would actually feel like these two women have gone too far. I mean, I'm sure they're, they, they did fire one um, host on their show. Um, I can't remember her name. I, I know you know who I'm talking about for things, that, yeah. misinformation that she put out there. I think it was Judith Regan, I think her name is. Yeah, and Sean Hannity is still sitting there. Still sitting there. But here's the thing. I, I think the reason that, Diamond and Silk um, finally were let go. So this is the Daily Beast story um, yeah. right now. Fox News has cut ties with MAGA vlogging superstars Diamond and Silk, who had contributed original content to the network streaming service for Fox Nation since shortly after the, uh, its late 2018 launch. The sudden split comes after the Trump-boasting siblings have come under fire for promoting conspiracy theories and disinformation about the coronavirus. After what they've said and tweeted, we won't be seeing them on Fox Nation or Fox News anytime soon, said the source with knowledge of the matter. Um, and these two women, their names are Lynette Diamond Hardaway and Rochelle Silk <laughs> Richardson, who, by the way, when they first started, I don't know if people realize this, but somebody hit me this, a, a conservative friend of mine said, just sent me a by the way text about them with links. Mm -hmm. They first launched their little thing with different names, not as Diamond and Silk. Yeah. And they were actually kind of liberal bloggers. They were doing stuff about Black Lives Matter yeah. when they first started. They did a whole bunch of series of things on Sandra Bland. So they yeah. went from being Black Lives Matter, and I guess that didn't pay off for them, and they didn't make the money that way, so they switched it with the whole other way. So it's not even clear what they believe, really, their actual real beliefs, but it's like, it's a little weird that they their beliefs seem to be flexible. Let's just put it that way. But they were sending out conspiracy theories and saying things about coronavirus that were simply not true. And they've used it to say things like, um, what I need to know is, I don't know if I can do it like them. What I need to know is how many people have passed away in New York. And what I need to know is who has the bodies. That's one of the things that they said. I need for somebody that does investigative work to call the morgue, to call the funeral home. We need to know because I don't trust anything that comes out of his mouth, meaning Cuomo. Something's not right here. Something is off. Basically trying. And then um, the next thing that Ms. Diamond added is, is this being deliberately spread? Look, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. This is real, but I'm asking my own questions. What the hell is going on? Like they were questioning whether or not bodies were, if there were really bodies, like whether or not people were really dying, whether or not it was all made up as far as the death, where they bring inflated to make Trump look bad and just crazy stuff like that. Um, asking if the, if uh, COVID-19 was man-made, whether it was engineered, wondering aloud if there was a little deep state action going on behind the scenes, questioning whether the World Health Organization had a switch to turn the virus on and off, mm. questioning the death toll, saying if the numbers are inflated, 
Like the stuff they were doing, I think the reason they let them go is as bad as Hannity and all these other ones are, who skirt right up to that line and doing the same thing. They were openly saying out loud stuff that could get Fox sued, to be yeah, honest. But, you know, here, here's my thing. It, it's not like, and, and not to defend them in any way, because, you know, they lost me when they went all, you know, supporting Trump. And I really, I, to this day, I think it's all an act. I don't believe that they believe the things that they're saying. I think it's a, it's for monetary reasons and that's it. And they've probably made a good living off of doing this, being these two, you know, uh, down to earth black women. And that's putting it kindly, you know, who are Trump supporters and they, you know, poo poo in the face of anything liberal and they, you know, and, and, you know, Fox news and Trump supporters love them because of what they represent. You know, <clears throat> but I <clears throat> I think that when Fox News fired Reagan, uh, I can't Trish Re Trish Regan. Trish Regan. Mm -hmm. I think that that uh, at, around that time, I think everybody at Fox News, for the most part, was kind of put on notice, right? And this was a while ago. Everybody was kind of put on notice when these two women, who to me are you know performing for for treats. You know what I mean? It's a minstrel. It's a minstrel. Who are kind of, but, but they're also being guided, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I would not be surprised if somebody was like, can y'all, you know, like they're not sitting with a producer who's like, what are you guys going to talk about today? Who might say, you know what? And the producer might say, you know what? Instead of talking about this, why don't you all talk about that? Mm -hmm. Because they don't strike me as two women who are, <clears throat> for example, somebody like you, um, or me for that matter, you know, you're doing it every day, but if I were going to, going to make an appearance on a, on a news show, on a news show, um, then I would, you know, research and, you know, check my facts. I'd check different sources. I don't see these two women doing that. I see Fox yeah. News saying, Hey, we can, we need you guys to come on on Tuesday. And they're yeah. like, okay, we're going to run to Dairy Queen and then we'll be back. You they're know, I don't see a lot of women. Yeah. They're happy. They're, I mean, and I hate to, I don't want to equate Flavor Flav with them. No, but, don't. You know, but it's not the same thing. But in Public Enemy, you had this serious, as the brother, you know, fight the power. And then you had him who was like the hype man. And he was just a hype man. And he, but he also had rap rhyming skills. Yeah, so, yeah let's not, let's leave Flavor right. Flav out of this because I don't want to equate the two. But what my point is, yeah. is that I, I feel like when these two women started making these kinds of comments early on, where was Fox News to say, you know, we don't want that on our air. We don't want that associated with it. Pull up. Stop saying these things. They right. let it go on for a while. Again. They need it. It's a minstrelsy. I mean, I go back. But they, but they, to me, they let these women, they gave them enough rope to hang themselves. They did. They did. And, 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 and again, not that they are, not. I'm not defending them. I think that they are wrong, to very wrong. Um, to say the things that they have, they have said about the COVID-19 specifically, but there are so many things that I disagree with them on. But I think that the things that they said about this particularly are dangerous because yeah. um, there are so many people that listen to Fox News. And even if it's one person that, you know, gives credit to what they're saying and takes that and runs with it, then they're one of the people that are out there marching you know, in Michigan to open the, open the state back up and all that foolishness. But again, I just... <clears throat> I, I I don't think that Fox News is completely innocent. Of course in not. No, because they also have, as you said, or as you started with saying, they let their main hosts 
go right up to that line too. I mean, Laura Ingram, oh. Sean Hannity, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one who uh, they call it, they, they, uh, it's affectionately called the White Nationalist Power Hour on Twitter. Um, Tucker, you know, all of these oh, people, Tucker Carlson. Oh. Yeah, they're all running up right to that line as well. So the question is, what did Trish Regan and they do differently from what the rest of them are doing, right? Is there anything right. different that they're doing? And I think for one thing, what a lot of people who participate in, and what I, and I, I, I hate to be mean, but I do call it a minstrelsy, because it's a performance that allows white Trump supporters to say, I'm not racist, I like Diamond and Silk. Or right. that other girl, what's the uh, what's her name? There's a, there's an individual one who does the same kind of thing, where she's the black girl who oh, is an apologist. Right. right, she'll be an apologist for anything, even if it's like the white nationalist march in Charlottesville. She will be the she's willing to be the apologist. And what's sad about it to me about people like you know I call them Rayon and Cubics or Hania. Although uh, sad about them is that they've cut themselves off from the main of black people and from the the, the embrace of black people, and they've yeah. done that at the expense of people. They've done that in for people who don't give a shit about them. At the yeah. end of the day, what Omarosa found out, what they're all gonna find out is that at the end of the day, the right is using them. They're using them because they need to, to be able to say they're not racist. So they need some blacks. And what all these people will eventually find out is there's no loyalty back the other way. There's no, yeah. no one's gonna catch them when they fall. And they're gonna be allowed to fall before the Tuckers fall. And when they go down, there's going to be nobody to catch them because the black community won't be there to catch them. Look, even with OJ, we done now found out. He said, I'm not black, I'm OJ. You do some shit again, OJ. Black people ain't going to be out there in the streets for you like they were the first time you had that trial. Once you cut yourself off like that, you're on your own. And I think the sad thing for these women who, again, started out as defending Sandra Bland and trying to talk about they her life. They, they, were, they were trying to get a check. Yeah, they were trying to get a check. Yeah, and been selling out the black community along the way, and now they've got their checks. You know, now their checks have been cut off, and now what? Who's going to touch them with the ten foot pole? I don't know who that's going to be, but they uh, they're gonna. It's going to be a hurt life. It's going to maybe it'll be Jim Baker who's trying to sell silver to stop <laughs> uh, or like special <laughs> funny water. If you just get this funny water, yeah, funny yeah water. I, I watch them end up on Jim Baker. Oh, They'll end up doing something like that. 1999, 1999. <laughs> and it's it's sad. It's sad that you yeah. just have no integrity whatsoever, that you'll just sell yourself and your soul to anyone who has a check and you'll say anything, yep. you know, even to the detriment of your own people. Well, speaking of that, we got to talk about your governor because Georgia, uh, Florida, Texas, Iowa, these governors that are selling, you don't want to talk about selling your own people, they're selling their conservative people down the road because yeah. they're insisting on reopening their states when it could kill people. Yeah. Unfortunately, you shared pictures with me earlier this week, Cousin Jackie, of people actually taking them up on it and trying to go get their nails done. Like, that's the most important thing you need to do right now. With a shower a curtain between themselves Ooh. and the nail tech as if that's going to do anything. And they stick their hands through. Crazy. You know, but meanwhile, you're in this space where the virus could just be, I mean, come on, man. It Nobody could be on has a shower curtain. What kind of idiot needs a, a manicure and a pedicure that badly in the middle of a pandemic? It's, it's, it, it is just pure stupidity. And I hate to keep using that word, but it just is. The people who are not taking this seriously, and when you know the cases of deaths in, um, in Georgia are 80% African American, yes. 80% are Black people. I had, I mean, my friends from down there have been sending me photographs of people at places like Gresham Park, which is, you know, where we used to go when we were young. And it's, uh, you know, predominantly African-American area packed with black people. 
with their yeah. cars parked, all hanging out, drinking, just hanging out, you know, this past weekend. Yeah, we and just had a party down the street from me here where these people, Black people, all decided to pull up and have a full-on house party. One or two people had masks. They were all spilled out in the front of the road. We were driving by going on a food run. Like, we only go on food runs, like, maybe once every other week. We're trying to do as few as we can. These, we're out on a food run with our masks on in the car, myself and my daughter, and we passed by a, a full party. People are not taking it seriously. No, they're not. Not enough people are. And the thing that we've been saying from the beginning, I don't know how they're missing this, is that, you know, they may not get sick, but they may take that, they're, they're spreading it on to someone else. And so it continues. And that's why it bothers me that so many of these governors, and even, even in New York, they're putting together a council to figure out how do we start getting back to whatever normalcy will be after this? You know, mm -hmm. how do we, you know, increase, you know, the use of the subway cars? And they're talking about, well, every day we'll have a crew come in and wipe down the subway cars. But okay, you wipe down the car in the morning, somebody with the COVID comes on, touches, you know, one of the bars in there, one of the rails in there, and then walks out and then it's infected. Yeah. I mean, to me, the only way to do this, I mean, I can't even think about going back into the building where we were 30 Rock with the, with the different people coming from different walks of life, different- And a shopping mall, a shopping mall on two floors. In the bottom and tourists coming in to go to the top of the rock to see the view of the city from high, up, uh, high atop the building. To me, here's the thing. Unless they can do some kind of testing where, okay, I've got, I got tested today so I can go to work today, right? Yeah. I got tested, like every day you need to get tested because you could get tested on a Monday, contract it on your way home that Monday and come back with it, right. you know, on Tuesday. So yeah. unless they're doing, unless you can guarantee me that not only myself, but all my coworkers, everybody getting on that train, everybody getting on that airplane has been tested in that moment before then what are we talking about we're not we will just it we will just keep infecting and reinfecting and yep. it'll just rise up again and then we're going to have a second wave of this in the fall yep and you think about it in new york i was talking with a friend of mine today well actually one of my coworkers, who was saying that they went for a little walk and said let me just get some cash out homelessness in new york has now moved in to live in the bank uh vaults in the front when you walk in the bank and in the subways so homelessness is now crept into the places where homeless people were, were banned out of and pushed out of when you had full functioning or fully functioning economy. Now that the economy has receded, the homeless have basically moved into the subways and moved into those little bank teller areas. And they're, they're listen, they're on the subway cars. They're, they're, sleeping on the, they're living on the subways. They're living on the cars. Which I, which I have to say, um, I am happy that they, they can kind of live and exist Yes. without being run off and chased off. I wish that they had actual homes to go to, but, but no, I know in a lot that, of cases. It, it, first of all, they should not have to live on the subways because there should, I mean, we've been, I moved back into, into New York in 1988 and none yeah. of this has changed. Through all these administrations, where is the change that says that people don't have to live on the subway? Where is the housing? I mean, that's, a, that's a whole, uh, girl, that's a whole other conversation. Thing. But yes. are those people being tested? Because do you want to ride the subway? None of the homes. <laughs> Keep in mind, uh, well, what's gonna be, be tested, they're not being tested. So you have people who may be carrying it. 
almost sad is like whenever a, uh, a, a political convention rolls into town, you know, they always chase off or bust mm -hmm. off. Almost, that's what's probably going to happen here. They're probably going to collect those people and drop them off in Newark, you know, like they've like <laughs> been done before, yep. or you know, bust them somewhere. Um, so it's it's unfortunate. I, like I. I, I feel for them because they do have to sleep on the street, but at least because it's still cold here in New York City, at least they can, you know, have some peace because, you know, homeless people are often abused yeah. and violated. And exactly. What happens when they, what happens if one person on that train gets COVID-19? Every one of the homeless that is anywhere near them is going to get COVID-19. I predict you're going to see a lot of people die as a result. I would. I predict that the homeless community probably already has. Correct. Uh, it, it's probably already spreading amongst them yep. just because of not having access to masks or gloves right. and just or kind of doing what they have to do in order. Girl, my printer just popped. I was like, what is that? To having to, you know, just doing what they have to do to live, taking yep. food and money from people on the street, if there are people on the street, but the things that they're touching and the places that they're going... You know, there's that that's a whole it, it needs to be a part of the plan to deal with this, yes. but in a humane and kind way. I yeah. I, I I don't there's want to be, to you know, there was a group people up and just bust them off somewhere. Right. Are they being tested? Are they, they tested. treated in some kind of way? Right. You know, and if they do have it, then what? Then you know what? what I mean? Who's going yeah. down into the subway? you know, system, what nurses are going down there with masks to say, hey, come, let us test you. Let's yep. do this. You know, where's the compassion in all of this? But That's I right. fear that what they're going to do is just kind of shove these people aside as if they don't matter so yep. that everybody else, the regular people can get back to work. And that's inhumane. It's not the way to do it. Well, it's inhumane and it's dumb because if let's say they do that and then all of a sudden they think, oh, we're reopening New York and they tick the people and shove them off. Does that mean the subway cars are now safe from COVID-19? Because I don't think it does. The subway cars would never be safe. Right. It cannot be safe. It just can't be. There's no way unless they say they figure out a way to test people before they get on the subway train. Yep. And if you're negative, you can get on. That's it. Other, otherwise, somebody who's infected, who's asymptomatic or has symptoms is going to get on that train yep. every day. And hold every that time hold, day. And hold, hold that pole, sit yep. down, it, it, every, you know, get, get there, get the, uh, I want to say a token, get the pass to get on there. They're going to be at the yep. machines. Touching the buttons, touching the button. It is the Petri, it's like a cruise ship that never ends. It's like a cruise that never ends. But if that's everything. It's everything. It is too soon to be talking about reopening. They need to figure out how to, how to make sure that small businesses and, you know, and, and the such figure out a way to well that they actually get this money that you so brilliantly talked about with our friend Melba a couple of weeks ago how small restaurants aren't getting access to these mo yeah. this money but you know meanwhile the Dallas Mavericks or I don't know if it was the the LA Lakers or some you know sports team got like four point something million dollars to help them with everything Ruth and it's like got 20 million right it's like you got all these you know, CEOs and owners of sports teams that are multi-billionaires, mm -hmm. you know, bail out your own company and let the government give money to these smaller, smaller businesses. But they need to figure out, you know, like can, can hair, and, and I'm just throwing stuff out there, but, but can, 
beauticians and you know and barbers can they shift them to making masks at home can they send them materials where they can make money making masks you know can restaurants provide food on you know a government contract for hospitals and you know what i mean that's a great and, idea yeah and it needs to be small businesses it's like just kind of shift some things around but this is the kind of out of the box thinking that's going to save lives if i had a child my child would be homeschooled no way I would send my child back to school. And if you're not going to send your kid to school, if you're, are you going to be forced to do that because you're afraid to send your kid to school because you got to go to work? I mean, right. girl, it's like, it's, they're going about it all wrong. All wrong. Because you know why they're going about it wrong is because there's nobody doing the big, what you just did right there is strategic thinking on a macro level. Somebody right. in charge should have been doing what Russell Honore wound up coming in and doing. Remember when Bush yes. messed up Katrina, it yes. was so messed up that finally the one smart thing George W. Bush finally did was get General Russell Honore, who knows how to run a big system, meaning a big military system, and right. said, you figure it out. And what he did is he looked at the Katrina situation from a big macro perspective and said, okay, you do this, you do that, let's move you over here. Let's get, and you move those pieces around on a macro. Trump does not have a big strategic thinker. He has Dr. Fauci, who's smart. But Dr. Fauci's job is to track and find the epidemic and figure that out. I don't know Dr. Birx's job, but I think her job is to wear cute scarves and stuff. But he's got, he doesn't have enough of a team and he needs a czar type of person. He needs to put somebody in charge of the strategic thinking because he thinks he's the strategic thinker and he's not a strategic thinker. He's not even a good thinker. <laughs> so he doesn't have the ability. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to admit that he is not capable. Trump has never run a big company because the, the Trump organization is not a big company. It's a tiny company with like 15 employees and all they do is licensing. That's what his company did. People think of it as this big conglomerate because on The Apprentice, that's what it looked like. But that's not what it is. They run licensing deals and individual, you know, individual LLCs that own buildings and they just do licensing. That's it. Trump is not they a big put his company. name on buildings. They just put his name up That's on it. buildings. They license his name to buildings. He gets like 500 grand a year to put his name on that thing and call it Trump Tower and he didn't even build that. So yeah. he doesn't have the ability, but since he's so haughty and 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 he won't admit to his his, 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 his what he lacks, he can't think, let me get a general Russell Honore. Get someone like that and put them in charge. And then you go sit back and golf or whatever it is you do. Because it would he, be better off. He probably in the beginning or early stages of this had people, but he fires people. All he wants are yes people. So that's a big problem. You know, months ago, General Honore was on uh, Brian Williams on MSNBC, and he said something that I thought was a brilliant idea. This was months ago. This was back in early March. He said, you know what we should do? He said, we should take all of the nursing and, uh, you know, doctor students, medical doctor students that are graduating in, in the spring, we yeah. should give them early release. And let them start because they, after all the years that you have to go to school to be a doctor, you can at least start working now, right? Yes. And help out with what's going on. And yeah. I thought that that was a brilliant idea. That's an idea. And I saw another, a doctor posted, this was another really great idea. You know what they should do? They, they, they should take every medical student, like you said, that's about to graduate, they can graduate early. And every doctor and nurse that's working right now and forgive all their student loans. Just say you don't have any student loans. So that Absolutely. way you can work without any financial risk ever attached to you again. Absolutely. That is the GI Bill for doctors, where every single doctor and nurse that's about to graduate or that's already working, no more student loans. You just are forgiven for all your shit. And then that way you're working with, with, with one less thing on your back and one less thing to worry about. 
because we need an army of medical professionals right now. We need literally an army. And yeah. Trump has got, indivi there's individual armies working in individual states, but if you're in a state like Georgia or Florida or Texas or Iowa, where you've got a bad governor that doesn't know right. what the hell they're doing and just wants to suck up to Trump and doesn't know how to lead, you're and in Trump. Trump Trump, you know, was like, you're an idiot. After he sucks up, Kim sucks up to him, Trump's like, I don't agree with what he did. Yeah, he's doing it for you. Because you there's an no idiot. There's no These people who follow Trump, you're going to learn. Okay, Rick Wilson has told you. He wrote, he wrote the book, Everything Trump Touches Dies. Rick Wilson went on there and he said, I'm warning you, Kim. He won't be loyal to you. Loyalty yeah. only asked Tony Schwartz, who wrote The Art of the Deal for Trump. There yeah. is no loyalty. Trump is only loyal to himself. He's not even loyal to his kids that I've ever seen. He's loyal to himself, period. Especially at Tiffany. But you know what? Ah! <laughs> in, a, in addition to, and she's probably like, thank God right she's now. She's like, thank you, Jesus. Kids. I'm not in this family. Y'all do what you want to do. I'm over here trying to get a law degree. <laughs> yes. Keep walking away, Tiffany. Don't run, even. Run, Tiffany. Run. Run. Run, girl. Run. Run, girl. <laughs> you say no. now, girl. You free of him. Keep running. Go, Tiffany. Go, on, girl. Run. Yes. Run. <laughs> don't come back. Oh, don't turn around. Keep going. No, don't, oh, don't call right. him. Girl, don't call him. Put your phone down. Put your phone down. <laughs> it's like watching a horror movie, right? <laughs> Why are you tripping fall? How come y'all always tripping fall? Get up, run! Melania trying to pull you back in. No, you don't even look at Melania. Uh, -uh. remember what she said on the back? Nobody cares, but she don't care. So just keep she running. She don't care. You don't care, girl. Run! Oh, she's so stupid, girl. Keep going. Your mama got rid of him. You can do it. Go. Keep going. Oh, he think about you. Oh, insert yourself in there. Uh, unless you get a whole lot of plastic surgery, girl. He don't care about you. Hey, <laughs> and even then, and even unless you get plastic you know what, look, make the... you look exactly like Ivanka. <laughs> <laughs> no further comment. <laughs> no, but what you were saying about medical students and forgiving for uh, all medical uh, students, nurses, nail, you know, uh, nail tech. Um, medical, mm -hmm. Anybody in the medical field that has any kind of a loan should be forgiven. But not only that, uh, people, you know, that are, you know, because they're police officers, then there's their support team. Like there should be incentive for them. There should be some kind of reward for first responders for putting their lives on the line on a regular basis. Yeah. I don't know what that is because they're probably at the point where they don't have loans and things like that. But if they do, there should be some kind of incentive for them. You know, uh, you know, they don't have to pay taxes for it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. But hazard then, pay, something. Hazard pay. But then also these grocery store and clerks and delivery people yes. particularly need something because yes. I tell you, it breaks my heart every time I think about that woman. And we talked about her who lost her Ooh. daughter, the black woman that was crying. Yes. Oh God. Jesus. It's so heartbreaking. These young women are, and you know, it's funny because whenever we do our little runs, like sometimes we do the run to Target because Target, you can get everything at once because it has a grocery store and everything else. And I went in there uh, the other day and I'm like, I'm like the person that they probably think is crazy. Cause I'm like, Oh, thank you so much for being, thank you. God bless you. And I'm like, at the end, they're like, probably like, you can go ahead and get out of my line. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh my God. You're the greatest. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Next. Following. Following guests. Right. 
cash or credit. Cash or credit. No, but they're always very nice. And I have to, I have to say that I have to big up the 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 um the, the all of the clerks where in the places where we shop, the Target people, the Costco people. These are the salt of the earth. These these and they're mostly young, mostly black women. Yeah. And they are and they and the security guards were mostly young black men. Yeah. These people are so strong. They're in there like nothing is happening. They are keeping it real. They are there. They're showing up every day. They don't have a choice because their businesses are open. So if they don't work, they don't eat. And so they're coming in, doing the work. They're not doing it because they're heroes. They're doing it because they don't have a choice. If they had a choice, I'm sure they would work from home, but they can't. So I, I feel like we owe the people who are working behind that check cash register everything because they are the reason that we're all alive and being able to eat. And we're going to talk this uh, on the show this weekend about people who are even in a worse situation, which is these meat packers. These meat packing places are hell. Everybody wants their chicken nuggets and they want their little Popeye sandwich. Do you know what people go through to get you that sandwich? Low wage, dangerous work. The Amazon people, the people who are doing those shipping, those, these people who work for these low hourly wages who are getting people their chicken chops and getting people their the burgers and getting people their Amazon stuff in a box. These are the people who are literally risking death and they don't have a choice. It's no, not like I mean, they want to do it. it. It's like the number of deaths that happen. You know, I got to speak up on this. The number of people that have died in these meat packing facilities Crazy. and the number of cases of COVID inside the factories it is it is insane it is like it's crazy to even think about and a lot of the workers don't want to go to work anymore they don't want to go that's how dangerous it is and they're being forced first by their companies and then these plants realized how bad it was they wanted to shut down and then the president you know said no you have to stay open you know meat is not a necessity it is a luxury we do not have to have meat to survive period it's, it's not even debatable. We do not have to have it, you know? And again, this is a situation where they can shift workers to do something else, or they can just close these plants for well, now. And he, so Trump was reluctant to use the Defense Production Act, which he has, has always had the power to do, which yeah. is basically the FDR era r rule that, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt used to make like car plants make planes to fight world war ii so he was able to tell gm you now need to make planes or bombs or whatever it is we need to fight the respirators war. yeah it right and so he could have used that at any moment to do respirators and we critically desperately need respirators there's shortages of respirators all over the country he could have used the defense production act from day one and say okay everybody who makes anything whether you're a meat pack or whatever shift your machinery and make respirators right. he did not want to do that he just reluctantly lately did it but when it came to getting you them burgers, he went and fired off that Defense Production Act like real quick. And what is happening now is that, as you said, there are at least 48 plants that are in critical, um, critical at a critical level in terms of the people who are getting outbreaks, meaning the meat may not be safe. The food that you're eating. It's definitely not, not safe. The right. And the people are dying. And the, and the people are dying. And it, it is not a necessity. It is better to... to it, it, they could have started a long time ago to work in a fashion where they didn't have to be so, it's like an assembly line. It They're is. all next to each other. Yeah. And then the conditions of these, um, these meat factories are horrid in the first place because of the condition that the animals are in. A lot of these places have infections inside because of the way that they treat the animals. Bill Maher was just talking about this on his last um, show, I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe, about the conditions. A lot of the, like there's a, a lot of the pigs and cattle inside these same factories before they're slaughtered 
have pneumonia and all kinds of infectious diseases before they're even slaughtered and then, you know, and then sliced up and packaged. It's like, we, we do not have to have meat. There's so many oh. sources of protein. You may want meat, you may enjoy it, but people are dying. And you know who those people look like? You and me. Okay. Those and people other- are brown and black people that are the people on the front lines. You know why? Because other people don't want to take these low paying jobs, as you mentioned, right. and they don't want, you should look at the, uh, the rate of, uh, you know, just, I don't know, it's not mental illness, but the, the stress of the people that have to kill these animals on a regular basis. That is a job that nobody wants. Right. To look an animal in the eye and shoot them with that gun in the head. Well, the other thing that's happening too, by the way, Miss Jackie, because we're going to talk about this in the show this weekend as well, is, at, is on the ranch side, you're also seeing um, ranchers who then don't have a, a supply chain to sell into anymore, euthanizing. Yeah hundreds of cattle so now you're having on the one and end like getting yeah and they're pigs cattle chickens they're just which is which is crazy which is just so you're killing defenseless defenseless animals you know it's just, we're gonna kill them anyway and eat them but <laughs> no, well, what i'm saying is if, if it stops if everything has stopped right why just why just kill them now why just kill them you know it's just it just doesn't make sense it just it's yeah. like killing them for no reason at least they were killing them for meat before that people were going to eat, which I don't agree with, but at least there was a purpose. Now they're just slaughtering them for no reason. And then burning, burning the bodies and burning the bodies. It's criminal. Well, well I know we got to go. I wish we had time to talk about Puffy and his little uh, situation, uh, trying to hold the black vote hostage well, he's not saying he's holding it hostage. I'm going to give Puffy credit because I've been a, a skeptic. We did try to book him this week on the show, but he said no. Um, is that, you know, he did vote or die and it was really more of a t-shirt. I remember vote or die. Yeah, it was more of a t-shirt than it was really an activist thing. Um, but this time what he said to Naomi Campbell on her Instagram live is the black vote, black people don't get anything generally from the Democratic Party for our votes. We just give our votes away. We don't get anything back. And this time he's like, um, we need to get something. And I'm not, he not wrong. He, black people need to start demanding something in exchange for our votes. Listen, <laughs> listen to me. I agree with him. The black people should demand something in exchange for their vote. But yeah. it's too late for all that. You should have done all that during, you know, when there were all no, these it's candidates. Not. No, it's not he, too late. It's it not is too late. late. No, it's not. Yes, this is the same no, thing not. that happened last time with the burning people. It's not too late. It's Let me tell you something. Same thing. Mm, it's not too late. Don, um, Mr. Wait. Biden has not yet picked his running mate. There's demands out there about that. He has not put forward whatever it is his Black agenda is going to be. There's a lot of people saying, no, we need to say in what that's going to look like. And it is never too late to demand something from this man. Yes, he's going to be the nominee, but he he ain't there yet and he ain't won the election yet. I disagree. I I do uh, I agree with you that there's a lot that we could ask for. A hundred percent. There's a lot that we should. and, And so I say, go to the table and have these conversations. But to say that he's not going to get his vote or our votes, you know, or black people's vote, if he doesn't give us A, B, and C, he might not do. We might not. Nope. A lot of people are not going to vote. That's the, the, you know. And then Trump, and that is like a vote for Trump. Um, It's too late to play this card. He should have Here's the the sad thing about it. He should have done it a lot sooner. Why are we doing this now? Because because he's he's the guy in the chair now. And the reality is black people have lived through, look, Lincoln wasn't great. Andrew Johnson was terrible. Uh, FDR didn't even like black people. Um, Lyndon Johnson did do well for us. 
Kennedy barely did, didn't really want to. Um, let's see, let's go through. Truman uh, called us the N-word on a regular basis. He did some good things for us eventually. We've had racist presidents. Girl, how many of the 45 have been racist? You know what, 40? <laughs> you know, so, so, I what we black, so what Reagan, do we do? Reagan, not good. Reagan, so not just, good. So Nixon, not good. And let, and let um, Trump- Watch black people do it. Girl, I've worked on two presidential level campaigns. When I tell you black people will not vote, they, they will literally just look at you like, yeah, okay, and? And unless and he and even though Trump is terrible, I will close just by saying Biden still needs to give black folks a reason to risk our lives to vote for him. He better give us a reason. I think he needs to give us a reason, but I do not think that we should let Trump have another four years. Oh, and I don't either. Oh, I, it's I, dangerous. Oh, I agree. But, the uh, but I think, is, I think what I'm saying to... is, I don't think that what Puffy is saying is wrong, right? But what I'm saying is the timing is off. These are conversations that he should have been having before. Puffy? Yeah. Political. No, I, I, I think political what he's now? saying We're talking about now? But what he's saying is wrong. I'm just saying, what he's saying, I, I'm I, not a huge I, fan, okay? I think I don't think, I, listen, I don't think he's wrong, <laughs> but I think the timing of it is off. I think that this conversation and this stand for the black vote should have happened two years ago. It should have, but it didn't, and now it is, and and, and Biden got to deal with it. That's all I'm well, saying. Trump, well, Trump, deal with well, Trump's going to win then. We're handing the presidency to Trump, nope, and I, not, not I'm not Biden, for that. Not, not if Biden does the right thing. So I not, think Biden. It's Biden too late. Does, if Biden does the right thing, it won't hand it to him. Biden it's too late. Win. They should have made this deal before they Man. went to vote for him. And so what they should have done was said, we're going to put our votes behind the candidate when it was a whole seat. Girl, I wish they That's had. That's when it should have happened. happened. And but we had a black woman do right now in the 11th hour in the middle of a coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Listen, here's the reality. Political reality to me is it happens when it happens. Yes, we should have done that. We should have pushed harder. We had a black woman right there. We had a black man. This is the same woman. thing that happened with Bernie. This is no, the no, same no. thing. Yes, with Bernie, no, because the difference is with Bernie's um, demands, the people who are making those Bernie demands, they are never going to vote for anybody but Bernie. There's not a, if you do this, then we'll vote for Biden. Their thing is, we're not going to vote for Biden because we're pissed. What black people are saying is not that. Black people are not saying we're not going to vote for Biden. What black people are saying No, is, what Puffy is saying. Puffy no, no. don't speak for me. What Puffy is saying. I, he don't speak what for Puffy me. Puffy is saying. What y'all are saying. I'm, I'm not on that track. I think what Puffy is saying is, <laughs> we're not saying we will never vote for you, which is what the Bernie or Bust people are saying. They're saying there's nothing you can do to get our vote. What, what Puffy is saying, and I think it is not inaccurate, is if you want the level of vote to come out to get you through the door, because Hillary got most of our votes, yeah. but she needs the enthusiasm and the level of vote to get that vote out. And if somebody with a platform like Puffy is saying, I will push for that, but I'm going to need some things for my people. I'm not mad at him for that. I'm never usually a fan. I'm not usually a huge Diddy fan. I yeah. still call him Puffy because, you know, my his name Puffy. If he's if he's it's Sean, it's Sean, Sean, Sean. I, I'm not mad at him for that. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna leave it at that. But that's all I'm saying. That's I'm mad. I'm mad. He, <laughs> the timing is off. He should not be doing this. He should come on. He should come on a podcast. Wait, you know he had he had time to do this sooner. This, this should have happened a long time ago. Uh uh. Now it's too late. Anywho, it's too late. Anywho, girl, we gotta go. Cause I. I <laughs> I love you. <laughs> All right, girl. I know you got to go. We will see you on AM Joy this weekend. Yes. 
Everybody go to vegansexycool.com and yes. check out. I got a million things going on. I got a podcast. I got the website. I got a YouTube yes. channel. Just find Vegan Sexy Cool on all those things. Find Vegan Sexy Cool on everything. Follow us on Read This, Read That, Leave Off the T for Savings on Twitter. Check yes. us out on Instagram. And we will do an Instagram Live at some point soon. We love you guys. Bye. Thank you for your patience with our, our lack of full makeup. <laughs> ah, puppy is wrong. <laughs> puppy right. <laughs>